the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. It's Thursday. Welcome to the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And what we do here every day at 4 o'clock on AM 630, the Word is take your phone calls and answer Bible questions and life questions and whatever's on your heart or mind. On Thursday alone, do we have some comic relief in the room? So if you need some comic relief, you need to be encouraged, ladies, especially for you. Um, Paula's got a gift of encouragement like none I've ever seen before, so take advantage of it. All you have to do is call us, 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 6305757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and send your questions that way. If you're driving in your car, and we've been out on the streets, Paula, so the streets are crowded, Mm -hmm. uh, the safest way to do it is use the hands-free feature in your phone uh, along with the KSLR, the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number one more time is 340-9585. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, sweetie. We had a good day today. We're having a, we are having a great day. It's still daytime. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was thinking, we've had a great day. I'm still kind of full from our breakfast this morning, but what are you going to have for dinner tonight? You know, you, <laughs> when you're the wife, you kind of, those are those things that run through your head all throughout the day. Man, what are you going to have for dinner today? So uh, that's in my mind. So comic relief. Anybody want to call in and give me an, any uh, ideas, I, I'll take it. But um, I want to make some announcements because we have a lot of stuff coming up, Pastor Rob. We've had a lot of stuff going on already, but we have. It's busy. <laughs> have I ever said this before? Next year, we're going to have a lot less events and a lot less busyness. Yeah. It just seems to never work out that way. Yeah, much. you are the pastor of the church. You've also been telling some of these kids at our school that we don't want to let go. You've been telling some of those parents <laughs> uh, you're going to hold them back, but that hasn't happened either. So I don't think anything is going to slow down. And um, as, as everything is going by so fast tomorrow, this is what you'll say. We've come to the end of another week on, you know. I'm like, no way, no we way. We just started. We just started. But, um, yeah, so pretty soon it's going to be January 2020. Unbelievable. But this Sunday is our annual Christmas dinner, and it's at the Shirts Civic Center in the bigger room because <laughs> <laughs> in two big rooms uh, because we have so many people coming now. It's just an amazing thing, but anyway, it's we had one that. family signed up. Now we, and, and when we say we have signups, it's it's only to so we can estimate the number of yeah, people. Yeah, and kind of. We had one family signed up. Said seventeen. 
So they're bringing unsaved people, neighbors. That's so, see, awesome. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yes, that's the way it's supposed to be. And, and it's a safe environment because it's not actually church. Um, and so bring your friends and your family, unsaved and saved, because uh, even some saved people need to be completely saved. <laughs> I used to go to different events, you know, and, and they would, the truth was told because before you became a believer, Pastor Ron, I was just really out there on my own trying to find my right way. And, and people would tell me certain things. I was like, well, that makes sense. So, you know, um, and that makes sense. And, you know, and, and, That's the book of Judges. You know what I'm saying? And that makes sense. But when you find out what's really true, uh, and so a lot of times, you know, we pray for the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, and the confused. And so as people come and they hear the truth, over and over and over again, those other things begin to make them say, hmm. And so that's what we want to have happen. Yeah, I actually had a young man last night approach me about getting together with me mm-hmm. uh, because he has a lot of questions. And, and he's been coming to the church. Family members are believers and, mm-hmm. and go go here. Uh, and he's been coming to church um, often, yeah, uh, but without ever any commitment to Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and and just just that's the way the Holy Spirit works. He yeah. prepares people's hearts, and one day the message hits, and hey, I've got some questions, and mm-hmm. those are great opportunities. Yeah, that's really good. So this Sunday at the Church Civic Center, four o'clock, and it is you don't want to call it a potluck, but it is a potluck. Um, but for you radio listeners. You don't have to bring anything. There'll be so much food there. But if you do want to bring your favorite dish, um, that'd be kind of cool. I heard the other day that um, our persona, she's from India. She's been bringing an Indian dish, a different one, every year for four years. Sam, our producer, never told me that. I'm a little (laughs) upset because she can really cook. I I haven't missed it at all. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're not into the Indian dish, but I cannot wait to uh, taste what she's bringing. And then on Monday, well, of course, we'll have Sunday. Okay, well, let, let me say one other thing about the dinner, okay? The, the dresses, anything you want, casual. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I usually come wearing something similar to what I had on in, at church, at that, church day. that day. But mm-hmm. if, if it's cold, I don't care what I look like. I'm just going to wear layers and mm-hmm. I'll be here. I think it's supposed to be really nice and warm all weekend, so... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you don't have to dress up. Um, believe me, there isn't a stuffy person in the whole place. You will be loved on and welcomed. Mm-hmm. And if you allow yourself to be loved, uh, you won't be alone or feel strange more than 30 seconds. Yeah, true. So. One, one, of, one of my girls told me, she goes, um, I do not wear belts. I don't wear belts because when I eat my food, I don't want to be restricted <laughs> at all. And she's a little teeny thing, but she, no, 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 no. I know how to eat, Mama Paula, and I don't wear belts because I don't want to be restricted. So I was like, well, okay, baby. All right, then. And then, of course, Sunday, uh, we we have regular church. And uh, what are you talking about on Sunday, Pastor? Opening Luke 22. And that's what? Jesus is about to die. Oh, so yeah. Passover, he sits down and takes a Passover. It's just prior to communion. I'm not going to get into... The, the, what we call the Last Supper, mm-hmm. um, except tangentially, but that'll be for the next uh, week. And then the, I think the following week is our Christmas message. But uh, we are working our way through the Gospel of Luke, uh, starting chapter 22. Okay. I think the first 14 verses is what I'm doing okay. on Sunday. Okay. And then on Monday night, um, we have our men's and women's youth and high school uh, Bible studies. And for me, I'm doing a year you know, our year-end message, because I didn't want to start Judges chapter 19 and do maybe a third or a half of that with 19, 20, and 21 still to come. So I'm doing a year-end message, and I'll be teaching in the book of Philemon. And uh, it's about forgiveness, giving it and receiving it. And all of us are on both ends of those specters. And then, um, oh, Thursday night, one of our favorite nights of the whole year that we wait for is um, the children's Christmas play at JPEC. And that's at It's six, a week from today. A week from today. Can't wait. I cannot wait. That I've heard bits and pieces, and, you know, the kids are supposed to be trying to uh, keep it a secret. And then they start talking, and they're like, oh, 
when my papa bonds are out. Shh, don't tell him, you know. So next Thursday, JPEG, 6.30. And then uh, next Friday, a week from tomorrow, just for people to get used to it, we're not having service. So no Friday night service on the 20th. So everybody, get yourself all ready and rested, and then come to church on Sunday, the 27th. And, and all, everything there you mentioned is free, so oh, yeah. no charge or anything like that. One other thing I'll just mention, because I know there are some people uh, in the radio audience who come to our Saturday morning prayer, even people that will come to the church. Mm-hmm. We will not be having Saturday morning prayer this Saturday because uh, we have a funeral. You know, when somebody dies, everything stops, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we have to work with the family schedule and their availability. So we have a 9 o'clock funeral Saturday morning. So Mm -hmm. uh, pray for the Bryson family. Mm -hmm. Uh, We would appreciate that. And and, um, just a busy time. Yeah, yeah. And then the year ends and we start it all over. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, Pastor Ron, it just seems like at this time of the year when people leave us, you know, to go be with Jesus, it's, it's a sad time. And yet, uh, even talking with uh, Jeff, it was his mom who passed away. He says, I'm exceptionally happy and I'm exceptionally sad. You know, he knows where she is, but she's not here. And so um, that that struggle with, I'm happy for you, mom, you know, no more, no more pain and all that stuff, but I'm really sad for me. And so um, funerals, it just seemed like, I don't know, this time of year just makes it extra sad. Um, but will rejoice at the same time, and he'll be okay. Um, so what to talk about? I was asking uh, some of the kids, help me out. I don't know what to talk about on the radio program, and they were of no help whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but last night we had uh, one of our friends, uh, Gail Irwin, um, speaking uh, in, from Matthew 22, uh, and his title was Getting Dressed, where uh, we're all invited to Jesus' banquet you know, he wants to give us the righteousness of Christ um, and to live with him forever, you know. Party time with Jesus, I can't imagine. Um, and he was talking about giving all of us the ability when we're born. We're born with this, you know, ability to choose yes or no, heaven or hell, um, judgment or forgiveness. We're all given that ability to choose. And... Um, we just have to accept the the righteousness that Jesus... What is it saying? The righteousness that God requires is the righteousness that... Yeah, what the, is it? the righteousness God requires is the righteousness that his righteousness requires him to require. Yeah. That was on a t-shirt I saw one time, mm-hmm. and that just stuck with me. I just thought it was great. Yeah. And so the righteousness, uh, God puts it out there. He says, here's my invitation. Accept it and accept, you know, the terms of being able to come to heaven um, and take the right clothes and you're going to be good. Um, and and in this uh, service, he was talking about the, the one guy that he got into the wedding feast. You know, was like, how'd you get in here? You know, and he just came in his own way. Well, he didn't get to stay. And for, you know, all of us, the Lord gives us that opportunity to choose heaven or hell. Um, being with Jesus or being without Jesus. And, uh, you know, this time of year, especially, everybody's thinking about Jesus, whether they know it or not. It's it's Christmas, Christmas. It's not Xmas. You know, that's the choice right there. Is it Christmas or is it Xmas? We're all celebrating, but we get to choose who we're celebrating or what we're celebrating. I'm celebrating Jesus and his forgiveness, his righteousness. I'm going to heaven, don't deserve it, but he gave it to me, and I said, thank you very much, I've accepted it. Or we celebrate Xmas. It's just a time to have office parties, drink a lot, and have the days off, and give give gifts and get gifts. Um, but the greatest gift, I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to hell. And there's still some times when I think like I thought before I got saved. And yet the Lord keeps telling me, anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. Old things pass away, all things become new. And I'm looking at this picture over there in that corner of your office 
where the guy's down on his his knees and Jesus looking at him to come into the banquet, which is what this story was about. And the guy is there saying, who, me? And Jesus is like, yeah, get up and come in. I'm going to give you the right clothes as you come over this threshold. Because everybody else in the picture inside is already in their fine white linens. I'm at the table. I'm at the table. And I don't deserve it, but I'm so glad I get to go. And so this study last night, though Gil was kind of a little free in his reading of it, I could read along and I knew what he was talking about. So <laughs> it was really, it was a, it was a good, good thing. So um, he also got to the place of real joy, real joy, you know, this time of year. In fact, let me go back because at the house, they got to the house yesterday about one thirty. And church isn't until 7. Well, Gail, you know, they're, he and Ada both are 81. And so when I, when I saw them, and they've been driving for, yesterday was the third day of driving to get here. Uh, and so I thought, did you eat already? Yes, they already ate. Well, don't you think you need to take a nap or something? <laughs> <laughs> and Rob, I, I hope I didn't hurt their feelings because I said that about three times. Uh, don't don't you want to take a nap or rest before church? And, and they were like, no, 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 no. He talked the whole time. That's Gail. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what it reminds me of? Your grandma. And I would get all my chores. When she came to visit, I would get all my chores done and, and, and get the kids off to school. And then I would just sit and listen to your grandma. That's what it is like with Gail. I want to hear all the stories. I want to hear everything. And he was talking about, um, at one time, real joy is what made me think of this. Um, he was talking about, do you remember when that Toronto blessing came out? I was like, oh, man, do I ever. <laughs> he, said, um, he said, I was at one of those meetings, you know, where they were discussing, we should bring this to our church. And he's like, uh, well, I don't think so, you know. And um, he, was, he was voted down. But um, he said, you know what, Paul? Most of the people who fell for that were depressed. And the reason why that came and lasted, he said, praise the Lord, just a short time, longer than it should, but it was a short time. He said um, so many people were depressed and just talking about and kind of faking being happy um, sort of helped for a minute. But the guy who was trying to bring that, you know, to their church, Gail said, you know what? I'm a very happy Christian. Yeah, I have a lot of hard things that I go through, but the joy of the Lord is with me. I don't have to fake this laughter of what you're trying to bring into our church. He said, I'm, I'm a happy Christian. Thank you very much, but no thank you. And, and what Gail found is that the people who were depressed— maybe had a moment of, oh, this is really working, but now they're even more depressed. And so um, talking about real joy, because the, the other, the Toronto blessing was all about making me, making us feel better. But real joy comes when we think about and we're serving others. We get the focus off of us onto others like Jesus in John 13, where he said, I wash your feet. Now you go and do likewise. And, you know, I've heard you say this about kind of a little bit of my own ministry with some of the ladies who, you know, I don't see them for a while. But what's going on? Well, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of depressed and da 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 da. And I say, okay, I understand. And especially this time of year, a lot of people fall into that. Um, you know, you got to get up. You got to get out. So, get out of bed. Go take a shower. Get some clothes on, and call me, or I'll call you. And if you don't answer the phone, I know where you live. You know, and so I'll come over there. Uh, but you got to get out, and you got to, you got to serve other people. And so, real joy is thinking about and serving others, washing others' feet. You know, if, if you're going through a difficult time, think about somebody else who may be going through a difficult time and, and, and help them. 
It's a... One of the things, three. If, if you have any questions or comments, three four zero ninety five, eighty five. One of the things that um, Gail said to us last night um, uh, was was that the 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 joy of Jesus um, never leaves us, regardless of what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And those are things that we need to remember. He said, uh, if you want to really, really, really feel crummy, think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want to feel better, think about others. Yeah. He used to pass out a bumper sticker when he'd come here, just said others on it. Yep. And and uh, we've got so many people in our church with those bumper stickers. And and it's true that, you know, he has a book he wrote called The Jesus Style that sold um, just untold numbers of copies throughout the years. It was first published in 1983. Um, but... Um, uh, this is a man who's lived the Jesus style, mm-hmm. and uh, that style has has served him well mm-hmm. uh, for the many years in ministry. I want to talk about uh, a long life in ministry mm-hmm. in just a few moments. Let's take a phone call. Let's go to Jeff calling on line one. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on the air. I love date day. <laughs> hey, Jeff, how are you? What's going on, Paula? How about White Castle hamburgers cooked properly? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had I had a box of those in my freezer, so there, the trash man picked them up this morning. <laughs> hey, when you called yesterday, I was when you called yesterday, I was so thankful because I had been praying, Lord, I need to hear that Jeff and Veronica are back from Mexico, safe and sound. And so you called at just the right time yesterday. I was glad to hear from you. Well, that's good. I think Pastor. Pastor Ron's calls on Monday were like really pretty, some pretty profound calls, and I thought, no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll wait till Tuesday or something. You know, just, mm-hmm. Anyway, but, hey, I, mm-hmm. I I love that, Mister Irwin. Wow, you, you're right. You could just sit there and listen to him talk for forever. Um, really cool suspenders, and I and I and I love how he talked about dudism. Pastor Ron, what's dudism? <laughs> I think I think according to Gail, the proverb according to Gail is that that's when you're a little too full of yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was he was talking about all those guys who were who were invited to the banquet and who had so much going on that they they couldn't accept the king's invitation to go to the banquet. Mm-hmm. So those were the dudism types. Yeah, the haves, those who have. The haves, the haves. Yeah. And I yeah. and I love how he taught us what Leah means. That Leah meant wild cow or weak eyes. Weak eyes, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, it seemed to get a laugh over there. Yeah. Uh, but actually, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, uh, but for those who are called, who are named Leah, he said, uh, you know, that's nothing personal. That was old timey back then. And he, he really went out of his way that. Tell all of us ladies how beautiful and precious and valuable we were. I, I really, really love Pastor Gail. <laughs> and, and Jeff, as you're asking the question, our producer at the studio at KSLR is Leah. And believe me, there's nothing weak about her eyes. She's beautiful. She's talented. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're finding out how smart she is, too. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful girl. I, I was really, I hadn't made, I, I don't think I remember that I made that connection that that Jesus didn't come through to Rachel. Jesus came through Leah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he said a, something, Jeff. Off. That yeah, he said something that I've never thought of. I've never heard. But it was Jesus looking at Leah and saying, "Mother, Mama," and and it, it just it it never dawned on me that because he came out of Leah's line that. That uh, that he would do that just that just really was profound to me. Me too, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, well, that's it, Pastor Ron. Did, got it, Got any more Jesus style books left up there? We do, and and we'd be happy to give you one. So next time you pop in, um, um, just ask for one. We've got them. We've also got them in Spanish. A whole bunch of them in Spanish, Jeff. Yeah, I'll definitely take some. Take a Spanish one or two. That'd be great. Hey, you guys okay. have a great weekend. Love you very much. Thank you, Jeff. God bless you. I appreciate that very much. Paula, we're inside two minutes now for this half of the program. Uh, I'm going to wait to talk about uh, what I want to talk about concerning Gail or using Gail as an example. 
till the other side of the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, um, it was a, 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 when you you talk started talking about the, the the wedding banquet that we're invited to, uh, where we are the guests of honor. That that's a staggering thought. We are the guests of honor, yeah. and um, um, the 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 only requirement is to have the right clothing. You know, when you go to a party, you mm-hmm. need to know what the dress is, mm-hmm. and uh, the dress is is righteousness. Mm-hmm. And since Jesus is the only source of righteousness, um, we need to let him do the do our dressing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, looking in that uh, text, it says, the wedding feast is ready and the guests I invited aren't worthy of the honor. Now go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everybody they could find, good and bad alike, the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, and the confused. And the banquet hall was filled with guests. That's what Jesus wants. That's the joy of Jesus. Everybody. You just described Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. You know I did. And Jeff and Veronica <laughs> and you guys are all invited to our Christmas banquet this Sunday. We've got 30 minutes left in the Date Day Show. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions or toll free. <laughs> I just had a brain had a brain freeze. Or you can just call us. That's yeah, why we'll call. do this everybody. We'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> time to call into the word to stand on for life no problem if you've got questions you can email them to pastor ron at pastor ron kslr at gmail.com that's pastor ron kslr at gmail.com Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Date Day Edition program, 340-9585. And just to prove that I do know our toll free number, it's (laughs) 877-630-KSLR. Are. Paula, I'd like to get serious for a moment, and, and Gail being here mm-hmm. um, gives me an opportunity to talk about something that you know has always been um, compelling in my heart. Um, the, the one thing that, that I know, you, you said already that Gail uh, and his wife, Ada, are both 81 years old. 62 years married. 62 years married. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gail has been in the ministry for more than 60 years. And um, uh, he's done everything from evangelism, traveling all over to uh, pastoring a church or churches. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the last uh, probably 30 years of his life, um, he says, I've got the best job in the whole world. Somebody said, well, what do you do? He says, I travel all over the world and tell people about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's what he does. And Jeff mentioned his suspenders. And and Gail's a character. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the most fun things that, that... anyone in this world could ever do is just go to a lunch or a dinner with Gail. Uh, because wherever you're sitting in the restaurant, he will command the whole room. Mm-hmm. And in minutes, literally minutes, everybody's sort of gathering around to listen to the stories that he's telling. Mm-hmm. And he's got so many wonderful stories from his experience. And Jesus, of course, is at the center of him. And, and that's why people get saved yeah. whenever he's around. Yeah. Um, but, but what I kept thinking about last night watching him at 81... And, um, you, you know, you can tell he's aged. I mean, he's 81 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, all I could think about was, Lord, that's a life well lived. That's a life that's produced such great fruit for the kingdom of God. And the, uh, to, to imagine the, the rewards that he has, the crowns of righteousness that are awaiting him. And uh, I, I was moved again last night to sit there and think, Oh, Lord, help me to finish well. I want to finish well. And Gail, in our conversations after church last night, um, he's aware that he's he's not got a lot of days left. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's still making plans. He's still uh, got things he wants to do. You talked about a, a new edition of, of one of his books. Um, he has a book series. It, it, that reminds me of a story. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a book full of his stories and character uh, portrayals um, and, and, and again he just is finishing so well and um, 
I think the only thing that I'm afraid of, and, and I say that advisedly, there might be something that I'm unaware of, but the only thing that I'm afraid of is not finishing well. Uh, we've just seen too many mm-hmm. of our um, colleagues. We've seen people that we, we knew and loved and served with, and we see that they didn't finish well. And um, I just think, oh, Lord, not for me, not for me. And, and the prayer every day is, Lord, help me finish better than I started. I, I pray that for you and for me together. Uh, and I was so blessed to see that a, a godly man and his godly wife mm-hmm. can just keep serving. At 81 years of age, uh, Monday they got in a car and headed out by themselves over the through the desert, east on Interstate 10. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be teaching in a small church in Mobile, Alabama on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he's going to do that. He's making that a trip. He's going to see his family uh, over there. And, um, um, you know, it's just, it's. I, I want to finish like that. Yeah. I want to finish. I have a, a little bit more time, you know, hopefully, than, than Gail has left if, if the averages work out. But there's no value in just hanging around. There's no value in just biding time. Um, you know, those of us who know the Lord, and love him, we ought to love him more after serving God for long periods of time than we do mm-hmm. right now, than we do when we started. And and what I really hope and pray is that we will see um, um, in, in our lives a ministry that increases in passion and increases in intensity and uh, uh, lives that are more grateful rather than taking things for granted and uh, boy, Gail was a great uh, source of encouragement for me. He always is, but this was a different kind of encouragement. You know, talking to them at the house, again, they wouldn't take a nap. You know, they just wanted to talk. And I don't know what happened right at the beginning. Um, I, I keep telling Gail this every time I see him at the, at the beginning of my walk, our walk, barely together. Um, he was used by the Lord to let me know that me being you, like you, you introduced me at the start of the of the show as comic relief was okay um, because he was serious about the Lord, but he was funny. And I thought, oh man, thank you Jesus, um, because I'm funny. I don't I don't know. I don't try to be funny, <laughs> but I'm just I'm just funny. And the Lord has the Lord has said, you know, Paul, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. And so there are some times when I can say things as serious as can be, and yet I'm still funny. I'm still I can still be this personality and still be a Christian. And and man, that was such a huge relief off of me because at the beginning I thought, oh man, I'm having way too much fun being a Christian. This feels this feels like I'm in sin. Why am I laughing and having so much fun? You know why I was laughing and having so much fun? Because I wasn't guilty. I wasn't doing anything that was um that would bring conviction, you know? Um certainly not anything of condemnation. And it was like I can have fun. I'm not drinking, I'm not drunk, I'm not and I didn't do drugs, but I, you know, I'm not cursing anybody out. Yeah, I'm just I'm having fun. I'm a Christian. I'm having fun. This is this is awesome. Excuse me. And I was thinking, this is what a Christian can be like. No guilt. And when he was funny, you know, and he said he would get in front of the mirror because a little girl. This is how it happened with him. He had mm-hmm. he had caused fear in a little girl by the way his face. And his presentation of the gospel yeah, was. I mentioned this yesterday. He was a fire and brimstone preacher. Okay. And, and he scared her to death. Yeah. And I'm so sorry, Pastor Ron, but with Gail at the house, we missed the show. <laughs> because last year, it was just uh, last year or two years ago when they were here, I turned the show on. And it was like, oh, that's really nice. But Gail has some stories to tell. And so <laughs> I couldn't hear what you were saying. So yesterday... Sorry, Jeff, you were you called on Tuesday, but yeah, yesterday it was just Gail. 
and Ada and, and me talking, we missed the show, but I'll go back and listen to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was used greatly. And uh, talking about finishing and just being full of energy, their limit of driving, because they left from California on Monday, is 500 miles a day. They went a little over yesterday um, and got here early. But today, I mean, they spent the night at our house, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> we went to bed, all of us. Well, I, Gail and Ada went to bed around 10. And I went about 10.30, and you were still up. Well, at 4.51 a.m., they were in their car and, and drove off. What? To go eight hours to drive to Louisiana. They were gonna they were gonna exceed their five hundred miles, but they needed to get to Salidale. Um so that's that's just him. And and Ada will sleep in the car, but Gail, I don't does he ever sleep? <laughs> but he wants to finish well and he really wants to um tell as many people before he goes out about Jesus and he's on his way and he kind of was crying when we were talking at the house because he has one high school friend left all his other high school because he played football um, and baseball in in high school and college and he only has one of those guys left and he's he's going to be going to heaven soon and so they're hurrying because they still want to see him Um, but he was kind of crying because when you're losing all your high school friends and stuff, you know you're, it's coming to you pretty soon. And yet um, Gail was talking about uh, rewriting the book, and he's writing a new one. He's, he's in the, what do you call that, the preface or the foreword uh, right now in his new book. But he reminded me of the Hebrews 12, 12 and 13, where he has a motivated trainer. It says to him, so take new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees, Gail. Uh, Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. And you can see that as he keeps going, leaning on your pulpit last night, you could tell he was tired. He was leaning on that pulpit last night, but he was leaning over like begging people to come to the wedding banquet, accept the proper clothes. Because Jesus loves you so, so much. He went through all of what he went through to bring you to heaven. And Gail and Ada, and Ada's so cute. He can tell that same, the same stories over and over again, and it's like she's hearing it for the first time. That's, that's one of the good things about aging. It, it's just like the first time every time you hear something. From <laughs> Let's break for a phone call. we got Roger calling from San Antonio on line one. Roger, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Okay, I have a question. I've been thinking and, and reading the Bible about this. Uh, and Where did Jesus go when he died? Where do we go when we die? And what about people who are what we would call lost, maybe in a cult or in a world religion? Where do they go when, where they, when they die? Because they think they're going somewhere, but they're not going there. So basically it's simple, though. Where did Jesus go when he died, and where do we go when we die? Okay, and I'll hang up and listen, because this is really important. I've been studying the Bible, and I go like, well, where do we go when we die? And I'm trying to find a place where it says where we go when we die, okay? Okay. Thank you, Roger. I can do that. Um, Jesus, when, when he died, um, he, 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 was, he descended, uh, Ephesians uh, 4 tells us, he descended into the lower parts of the earth. Uh, he did that to lead the captives free, to set the captives free. Uh, he went down, he, uh, according to, to uh, Peter, he, he declared a, a message of victory to the saints in prison. Um, uh, it wasn't until his resurrection that he actually took them with him to heaven. But um, in those three days, he, he descended into the lower parts of the earth he proclaimed a message of victory to the saints who refused to believe, those who were in, in paradise. Um, um, I, I like to think about that time for a moment, Roger, because imagine when Jesus was descending into the lower parts of the earth, um, uh, the, 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 the ground would have sh- shaken, the, the, the light of the angels that would have traveled there with him would be overwhelming. 
Um, remember, in the center of the earth, there were two compartments. Luke chapter 16 uh, marks them out clearly. Uh, one is a place where people are in torment. Those are the ones who who Jesus preached to. Again, he didn't give them another chance um, to, to believe, but he, he declared victory over death. Um, at the same time, in that other compartment called Abraham's bosom or paradise, he told the thief on the cross that you will be with me today in paradise. Um, he would tell them, just wait a minute and I'll be back and I'll take you to be with me. But that would be when he raised from the dead. So that was was the, the only place we know that he was. Uh, that doesn't mean that he stayed there. Uh, we, we don't have a lot of detail on where else, but that's where we know he was uh, from both Paul's epistle to the Ephesians and uh, Peter's uh, recounting of the story in First Peter. Um, where do you go uh, as a believer? Um, Paul writes in Second Corinthians that we're, when we're absent from the body, we're present with the Lord. So we instantly, Roger, go into the presence of the Lord. Um, uh, when we die, I'm doing a funeral on uh, uh, on Saturday morning, and one of the things that I will say I do, especially uh, this this woman was a late in life convert to Christ, mm-hmm. and um, when she was in that hospital room uh, and uh, was ready to take her last breath, an angel would have appeared. Uh, in her room, not not that anybody else could see, but but visible to her, and an angel would have carried her into the presence of the Lord. He would have taken the real her out of that body, the old tent that's now tired and dead. But but then that's when she would have really began to live, and in an instant she would have been in the presence of the Lord. I think that's really important for us to understand that the moment we're done with these old bodies, the real us. The real you, Roger, lives in this old body. And and the real you then exchanges that old tent for a new physically resurrected, glorified body like Jesus's, except without the scars. And you will be with the Lord in heaven forever. Um, about those who don't know the Lord, those who have rejected his righteousness, or the way you phrased it, those who uh, grew up in cults or other religions and believe they were going someplace. Uh, uh, Luke chapter 16 is the answer. They're going to be in that place of torment and they will remain there until after the thousand year reign of Christ on earth. That's when uh, death is swallowed up and they go to the great white throne judgment and going to be judged. But ignorance is not an excuse uh, everybody who claims to know God, um, um, they have a responsibility to find out who he is. So if somebody belongs to a cult or somebody belongs to another religion, um, if they believe that, that their God is God, they need to be able to, to prove it. And we alone as Christians can prove that our Jesus really is God incarnate. He really did die for the sins of the world. We know that because they killed him and he didn't stay dead. So we go into the presence of the Lord. Those who die, when they die, they instantly go into the place of torment in the center of the earth. And again, the reference for that, Roger, is Luke chapter 16. That is a story Jesus is telling the rich man in Lazarus. Um, that is not a parable. It is a story um, with names and that um, um, gives you kind of a behind-the-scenes look at what happens when we die. Uh, one more time, so you have no question. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And you will be with the Lord the instant that this old body gives out. But remember, we never die. The bodies give out. The bodies stop functioning. But we never die. Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling, Roger. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's kind of the end of the study that we had last night. Uh, but when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, he asked, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. And anybody who tries to get into heaven their own way um, will have no reply. Because then the king said to his aides, 
bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for eternity. And so that's exactly what you just said. Every knee will not bow, Paul says in in Philippians. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess Mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ is Lord Mm -hmm. to the glory of God the Father. Very, very important. Paula Grace from San Antonio has a follow-up to Roger's question. What happened to the thief who died on the cross next to Jesus? Did he go along with Jesus into into Hades? Uh, I don't like the term Hades grace because it means so many different things to different people, especially coming from a background where there are so many Catholics. Um, but, but what would have happened to him? He went into paradise. Um, it's that simple. Today, this day, you will be with me in paradise. So there's an answer to Roger's question. There's another place we know that Jesus, when he delivered the, the, this man, uh, the thief on the cross, uh, into, uh, into paradise. Remember, in paradise, they could see the, the place of torment, but there was a big gulch between them, a gap between them that no one could, could traverse. And so the thief on the cross, when he died, uh, Jesus delivered him uh, into uh, into paradise. Uh, sadly, the other thief on the cross, who was equidistant from Jesus, I mean, both thieves, Jesus was right in the middle, they both saw everything that, that happened, they heard everything that Jesus said, they watched the way he died, uh, they, they had the same opportunity, and yet one thief with a hard heart refused to repent, the other thief who saw uh, the way Jesus died, the, the, the unfair, ungodly things being said to him and, and watched how he responded. And when he heard, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, that would have been what tipped him over. And he would have said, Jesus, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. Today, I tell you, you will be with me in paradise. So that's what happened. Now, 23, 24 hours, days. But but part of three days, which in a Jewish mind was was uh, three days and three nights, um, he would have been taken captive to heaven. Uh, that that place in the center of the earth, paradise, is now empty. The place of torment remains with with uh, people in it. But uh, that the, uh, the the place called paradise is empty, and Jesus took captives in his train. He set the captives free. He promised that that's what he came to do, and that's exactly what he did. And again, think for just one moment for for both of you, Roger and Grace. Think about one moment what it must have been like when Jesus appeared before him, and the gate, whatever the gate looked like in paradise. The gate swung open, and Jesus took them all in an instant into the presence of his Father. Amazing thing. Amazing thing. Paula, we've only got four minutes left. What's up? Well, you know, we keep talking about um, the the proper wedding clothes, or you're going to heaven or hell. And so this is not my last thing to say because we have a, a caller, but this is what I'll say now. Um, except the proper wedding clothes. But you must be born again, yep. and you'll be all brand new. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Daniel from San Antonio. Daniel, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Daniel had to hang up, so mm. I guess he heard stuff. That's okay. Sweet. I got something else to say. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you know, we're getting ready to celebrate. We're all about celebrating Jesus' birthday. He's the greatest gift ever, you know. And my book says... At Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, he gave his all to get us, and he thinks he made a, a great trade. But, um, you know, you say this, that, that 2020 now be your best Jesus year ever. But only way that happens is if we will let the death and life of Jesus Christ impact our lives and and say, okay, Jesus, you gave your all for me, and all you want is my heart. Lord, it's the least I could do. And so, happy birthday, Jesus. Here's my heart, and take over my life, and, and lead and guide me. Um, I'll follow you as well as I can by the power of your Holy Spirit, fighting my flesh daily, but 
that's my gift to you, my all of God. Mm-hmm. You know, Paula, that's why the Bible says death is swallowed up in victory. Mm-hmm. Um, because that moment that these bodies, these physical bodies give out, our struggle with our flesh is over. Oh, man, Our yes. struggle with sin and temptation is over. Our struggle with pain and sorrow. Um, any of you who are listening, the last few weeks uh, on our Wednesday night Bible studies in Isaiah, we're, we're studying the um, uh, millennial reign of Christ right now in chapter 63. I'll be doing next week. Uh, but these are studies that are really encouraging. They're really hopeful. And they give us an idea of, of how things were always supposed to be. Remember when Jesus was at the tomb of Lazarus and he wept? Mm-hmm. He wasn't weeping because Lazarus died. He knew he was going to raise him. And, and um, uh, he was weeping because he would think as the creator of all things, this isn't the way I intended things to be. The grief, the pain. Well, a time is coming. A time is coming when there'll be no more pain and no more tears, no more sorrow, no more grief, no more temptation. They'll just be Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. What a day. Lord, you know, uh, Gail and Ada and I were yelling this, and Pastor Kim was in the front yard when he brought him over to the house. No disrespect, Lord, but we thought the rapture would have happened by now. <laughs> Can you come on and bring that, please? Thank you, Jesus. Let me close where, where <laughs> the music's about to, to pop on. There it is. Um, Gail Irwin's book, The Jesus Style, has changed the lives of so many. Um, look it up. Uh, we've got some copies here. Uh, we don't sell anything. We give them away for free on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, but it will bless you, and that's the style that we ought to possess as well. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.